Hey everybody, this is Sensei Anthony coming to you with another episode of the Karate Chronicles on Friday, November the 24th. And I want to talk about what I call the next frontier. Now, many people have spoken, myself included, about how the martial arts are both a physical and a mental undertaking. But what I'm offering to you is the notion that coming up in the next few years, mental health is going to receive a lot more attention, attention which I believe that it deserves. So along those lines, I'd like to speak to you just a little bit about what the martial arts do for you mentally. Now, the funny thing is, I've found a lot, or I've spoken to a lot of people that talk about, oh, the martial arts does so much for you physically and mentally. They tell you that it builds confidence and discipline, and it does. But they can't speak specifically to what they mean exactly. It's almost as if they don't know what those things are exactly, or they can't articulate those things. When I speak about discipline in the martial arts, I think about the idea that you can do something that you don't want to do with almost the same enthusiasm that you would have as if you actually enjoy doing that thing. For example, I have not a huge fondness for waking up early in the morning to go to my job. But when I get up, I get up with purpose. And I go there almost like a mission, knowing that there's something I have to do. I get it done with no complaints. No one at my job knows that I'm not particularly fond of being there because that's not their burden to carry. It's mine. So I don't put that on other people. When I talk about giving someone discipline, I talk about things like when you want to quit after 10, when you only have to do 20, but you do 25 just to make the point. When I talk about confidence, I talk about being able to look someone in the eyes who may be menacing to you or who may be attempting to use their size and strength advantage to scare you, to intimidate you, to back you down. Confidence is being able to look that person in the eyes, even if you're afraid, because believe me, fear is necessary and important. But confidence is being able to look that person in the eyes, knowing that if it goes to a physical level, you have the tools that you need. Or confidence is walking into your boss's office and telling her that you deserve a raise and being able to articulate and speak to the reasons that you deserve a raise without doubting or questioning yourself. When I speak about changing the way you think, I'm talking about the things that help strengthen the mind and body connection. I'm talking about being able to recognize that at a certain point in your life, you are not as strong or as mentally capable as you are now. We live in a world where information is almost instantaneous. And I think that despite the power of the mind, there have been no at-scale studies of the effects of this kind of constant stimulation because it's never been possible. I think that people, aside from yoga and transcendental meditation, I think they're going to be looking for a way to blend the desire to disconnect 
with the physical activity. And that's why I think the martial arts is perfect. What do you guys think? Do you ever think about this? I put a lot of thought into it myself, and I'm curious to see and hear what you guys have in terms of suggestions or comments. I'd love to hear them. Please check me out on martialartsoakland.com. And by far the most important thing, please be kind to yourselves and each other. Goodbye. Hey, everybody. This is Sente Anthony coming to you with another episode of the Karate Chronicles on Saturday, November the 25th. And I just wanted to talk to you guys about something that bothers me. Not a huge deal, but it's about something that we call a shuto in the martial arts world. Not Naruto, shuto. It's a knife hand technique. For the uninitiated and the willfully ignorant, <laughs> it's called the karate chop. That's where you open your hand and use the bottom part of the hand to strike your opponent. Now, given the massive amounts of misinformation in Hollywood that surround this technique, I can understand how maybe some people would not take it seriously as a viable technique or a viable weapon. But the fact of the matter is, it is a very effective technique. You just have to know how to use it. And as the quote-unquote quintessential martial arts move, the perennial in the old movies horrible technique category, the knife hand is there, I just feel like I need to defend it just a little bit because I can't take it anymore. <laughs> now, when using a technique like that, the one thing that you have to consider is delivery whether it be from the front hand, the lead hand, or the back hand, there are a number of ways to deliver this technique. The thing about it, though, is that you don't deliver the technique to the same places that you necessarily deliver a jab or a back fist. You deliver a shuto into soft tissue, the side of the neck, the tricep, the stomach, the rib cage. Even the inside and the outside of the thighs are susceptible. And the reason I love the knife hand is because people aren't used to seeing it used effectively as a weapon, so they're not really great at defending it. I am a fan of you not being able to defend my techniques. So whenever possible, I like to use that technique to stun, unbalance, or surprise an opponent in any way that I can. For example... Let's say I've got my left foot forward and my hands are up. Rather than telegraphing the technique from the lead hand, I'll shuffle in and throw the jab, whether it be to make contact or not. But the second I get a feel for the person's defense, I'll use right after the jab that shuto to come right into the neck or into the outside tricep. It's weird because it hurts in a way that you don't think it would. It also puts a bit of doubt into your opponent's mind because they wonder what exactly are you really aiming at when you throw techniques. There's that. From the rear hand, you can use it as a trapping technique. If you've got your left foot forward and they've got their left foot forward, you can use your left hand to grab their left wrist, either at the sleeve if they have them or at the wrist itself, and you pull to the left. That basically crosses their left hand all the way across the right side of their body, exposing their neck and more likely in my case, the ribs and their rib cage. So you can snatch their hand, pull across their body and launch that knife hand right into the soft tissue of the ribs. Even if they're muscular, it hurts. 
even if they're kind of soft in the middle. It hurts, and it'll knock the wind out of you. Believe me, I've been there. If someone throws a front kick at you, rather than block in the standard way, you can cut into that front kick or even the roundhouse kick with a knife hand and strike them in the thigh to unbalance or even injure your opponent. I mean, it's a great technique. People just lack proper context and they lack functional training when they use this technique. So all I'm saying to you folks is don't sleep on the knife hand, okay? Call it a shooto. Please stop calling it the karate chop because you're making me crazy. <laughs> what do you guys think? I'm off the wall. Have you ever used the shooto? Have you ever got your karate chop on? If so, uh, <laughs> comment, let me know about it. I'd love to hear. Check me out at martialartsoakland.com. And by far the most important thing, please be kind to yourselves and each other. Bye-bye.